Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. So we are going to jump right in and talk about this whole idea of an X-Plan, which was on Bert Falk's blog. I think it must he must be a blogger, right? Yes. Or yeah. she. I don't know I, if it's a man or a woman. It's Bert, so I feel like it's a man. I don't know, but this this article has been on like everywhere on Facebook. Yeah. It said it's it's been on today's show, also in Good Housekeeping. It's all been sort of updated. Um, but it's Bert Falks, B-E-R-T, and then F-U-L-K-S. Um, and the article, the blog post was called X Plan, giving your kids a way out. Mm-hmm. Hashtag X Plan. <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Um, but aside from hashtag X plan, which I don't think your kids are ever going to use, um, <laughs> the idea was to give your kids a simple way to text you if they find themselves in a situation where they want to get out of it, but they don't want to call you and be like, hey, mom, come, come pick me, me up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where you don't want to let your friends know that you want right. to leave. And where you oh, don't want your friends to even see a text. I was trying to remember when we were talking about this, and we had talked about it a little bit when we were talking about sleepovers. Yeah, and we yeah. had we we were like, you know, you can make the parents the bad guy. Right. We You know, like these kind of vague ways of letting your kid get out of something, but this is a solid plan with a script. Yeah. Well, what I like about this also is that if someone saw your text, they wouldn't know. Unless they know about X plan. Right. Well, you don't have to use right. X. You yeah, can you use can anything. do like another code. You can, right. you know, puppy, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, do an emoji, if, do if a birthday some cake. Kid do kid grab the phone, you'd like, oh, no, your parents didn't call you. You called them. You know, like you could totally be called out on it. But this plan actually gives you ways to yeah, so, enact this. Let's go ahead and yeah, talk so, about it. Yeah, so what's the pl- Tell everybody the plan. It's brilliant. Here's the plan. <laughs> Um, so whatever, this whole thing, blah, blah, blah. So this was all about, he started out by saying he was talking to a group of kids and saying, if you found yourself in a situation that you weren't comfortable with, but you stuck around mm-hmm. because you didn't have a way out, right? Which is basically that idea that things start to go south, that your kids need a way out. It's not like they're just jumping into these bad situations, but they don't know how to get out of them. And that's when, right, right. we all know that. Like you went to the bad. fun party and everything was great, but now people are like breaking things and, and getting right. too drunk. Or, and, right, yeah. getting too yeah. drunk. Yeah. And you don't feel out. comfortable. Right, or everyone's getting in a car with someone who's drunk. Yeah. Or some things like that, The cocaine right? came out, you know. and yeah. yeah. So here's what he says. Let's say that my youngest Danny gets dropped off at a party. If anything about the situation makes him uncomfortable, all he has to do is text the letter X to any of us mother, me, his older brother or sister. The one who receives the text has a very basic script to follow. And then within a few minutes, they call his phone. When he answers, the conversation goes like this. Hello? Danny, something's come up. I have to come get you right now. What happened? I'll tell you when I get there. Be ready to leave in five minutes. I'm on my way. At that point, he tells his friends something happened at home. Someone is coming to get him. He has to leave. He knows he has a way out. There's no pressure on him to open himself up to social ridicule. He has the freedom to protect himself while continuing to grow and navigate the world. This is the most loving things we've ever given him. It offers him a sense of security and confidence in a world that tends to beat our young people into submission. There's one critical component to the X-Plan. Once he's been extracted from the trenches, he knows he can tell us as much or as little as he wants, but Uh it's up to him. So there is no judgment, no questions, even if he's 10 miles away from where he was supposed to be. And this is the hard thing for some parents. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it promised it will not only save them, it will go a long way in building trust between you and your kid. 
The caveat is if he knows someone is in danger, he has a moral obligation to speak up for their protection no matter what it might cost him personally. And that's part of the lessons too, which which I think is so important. Mm-hmm. So if you see a girl passed out drunk yeah. and you know what's about to happen, like you get her out of that situation or yeah. you call one. Or right? you tell a grown up. Yes. Or you tell a grown yeah. up right away. Um and it's it was interesting. This whole thing was about using technology to help kids yeah. instead of like talking about how bad it is. This reminds me of when I was a teenager. The big thing back then, um, I don't know if it, if it was here because you guys probably weren't getting into cars as much. But the big thing was if you're in a situation where you need somebody to come pick you up, you um, you know you call us and we will pick you up, and we you never have to tell us why. Like that was the contract that you signed where the parents would say, you never have to explain it to us and and we won't question it. And I think that that's the key component here, because I think with a lot of kids, they're just so afraid of getting in trouble for getting themselves into that situation in the first place where they feel like, no, it's better if I just stay and not let my parent know that I was with a bunch of kids who was doing this thing. Right. Or that all of a sudden we're 20 miles from where we're supposed to be. And I did drive with someone who was drunk. Yeah. Right. You know, so we so we did have this, um, and we had it when um, when Matt was learning to drive, which is terrifying for for every parent. And he had, you know, there were rules. You were only allowed to have the driver, the teen driver, and one other person in the car. And there are rules about this. Um, now they even have shields, I think, on the car to, to let the cops know it that seem, it's a teen driver. Doesn't it seem like every time there's a big, it's like five teens yeah, die in a five, car. T- exactly. All packed into the same all car. Piled in. Five. I yeah. used to pile like seven. We'd be on yeah. laps in yeah. the back and the and front. There were no, we were there so were no stupid. Rules oh, then. we were so dumb. Yeah. yeah, I mean, kids today know you get in a car, you buckle yeah. your seatbelt. You know, that's just, they've mm-hmm. grown up with that. But... Um, we had this with Matt where he could text us and he could say, I need you to come get me. And I would say to him, you don't have to tell me what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about it if you want to. But whatever time of night it is, we will come get you. And there was one friend he had who was notorious for piling kids in the car. In fact, he did get pulled over once. And this is a lesson because he talks about it all the time. He got pulled over given a summons given a court date and the kid instead of being complicit and saying i'm so sorry you're right you know i I shouldn't have done this to the officer said my father's a lawyer and he'll have your badge and you know when he started that whole entitled thing and the kids all went oh you know and it, it just was such a lesson when he told us about this and so he did get in a situation where you know they were with this kid they they separated up into different cars and he didn't want to get in the car with him like he knew the guy was a total hothead and texted and said come get me and we went to get him and it was it was like maybe a week later that he told us what happened because you know they don't want to get the kids in trouble right um but they just want to get out of there right Yeah. yeah so it's interesting because obviously when we were all growing up like there was no texting um, you know, I was just in the middle of wherever I was yeah. taking the subway home at 3 a.m. when I really should not have been um, mm-hmm. with all my friends thinking we were somehow protecting each other, a bunch of, you know, 14-year-old <laughs> idiots. Um, it is so much easier to rescue your kid now. There really was no way before. Right. I don't know what you would have done. Yeah. And plus you had to have and cash you on you at all times. Like you don't have to have cash anymore. Like if my kids right. need to just call an Uber, they call an Uber. If right. they need to, you know, use Apple Pay to get, like whatever it is, they have ways to get in a cab and pay and just be out of a situation. That's really true about the cash because you could not, you know, when I was growing up, if you didn't have cash, forget it. So when I was 16 or 17, I went out um, on a date with my boyfriend who is now my husband. So it has a happy ending. We've been together for almost 30 years, but we got into such a big fight that I took off. I just like left the date and I was 
in downtown Buffalo, about five miles from my house with no money, not even a quarter to call right. home. Um, and I ended up like I wanted to take the bus home and I ended up asking a strange guy if he had money for the bus. Like, what an idiot. Like, I right. cannot believe that that I did that. But that's that was the only option. But that is what you do when right. you're a teenager. And I think that's what's interesting about this is that you make rash decisions when you're a teenager. You don't think through what that's going to look like. Yeah. And, you know, that's why this is right. really smart, too. You don't think, too. how am I going to get home? I mean, right. listen, remember the, the phrase mad money? You know, like girls used to go out yeah. with mad money in case you literally yeah. got mad at somebody that and was, needed that to get for? home. Isn't it? That's what I thought. Oh. Not $50 for the powder room like in Breakfast at Tiffany's? $50 for the powder room. I just watched that movie with the girls. I'm like, that's a euphemism. Um, but, you know, it was interesting because in this article, too, he someone said, like, what if this becomes habitual? Like if every weekend your kid is calling you like that and he was like, then you need to be having a conversation about right. why, why your you kid is always in these situations. Right. Like right. if it's every weekend that your kid needs to be bailed out, then your kid needs to rethink who they're hanging out with, <laughs> the choices they're making at the beginning of the night. Yeah. Um, because it shouldn't be all the time. Like there really does need to be having a different conversation in your your house. And and, um, I, and I really feel like for most kids it would be an occasional thing, you know, where you think you're getting into the same situation that you got into the last 20 Saturday nights right. and but then things take a turn and you don't know what to do. Right. I mean, I think we've all look back and think of times where we were truly just lucky oh, that something God. didn't happen, right? Like asking a yes. stranger for bus yes. money in a desolate area of downtown mm-hmm. Buffalo. Right. Yes. Going up to a man who now knew you were alone without money and mm-hmm. no means to get home. Yes. Right? right. Like my my girlfriend and I again, we grew up in Manhattan. You know, we would take the subway down to Astor Place, you know, and hang out and I mean, there we were in the village at, at 16, 17 years old, you know, with taking the subway right. late at it night. It was not I mean, safe. Not safe. <laughs> now mm-hmm. it's packed and fine and totally I do want to mention, because we're talking about technology and how technology is really helping kids get out of bad situations, which I think is incredible. There are some devices, and we can link to them. I've done some stories on um, safety devices mm. for mm-hmm. girls. They're really designed for girls mostly, but that you can pre-program. And I think they're more for college kids where, you know, if you go to a party, you program the girls that you went with. And that way, if one of them winds up leaving or you wind up leaving, you know, and you have trouble, they go through various things. One one push can call your phone. So you Mm -hmm. can pretend you've gotten a phone call and you Mm -hmm. have to go. The second one can um, send your GPS location to your predetermined group of friends. And the third one actually sends a text message saying, I'm here, come get me. Right. And, and you know, varying degrees of I need help. It's funny because I talked to my niece about this, about what they were using on campus because she's in college. And she said there was one, I can't remember the name of the app, but it was so annoying because it constantly had to ping. Mm. And so if you just forgot, it like sent like an emergency oh, message no, to everyone. Like you had to keep saying, I'm okay. Yes, I'm, okay. Saying, I'm okay. Right. I'm That's okay. Oh. Like every however many feet, I'm okay. I'm okay. No. She's like, and then every, you don't send it. And everyone's like, what happened? Where'd you go? And you know, it's like so annoying. Right. No. These are usually panic buttons. I've seen them marketed right. to joggers. I've seen them yeah. marketed to female, female real estate agents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there have been a few murders. Yeah, um, anybody in who's those going situations. into an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think also it goes back to one of the things he doesn't really talk about here is a buddy plan too. Mm. Um, that if your kid wants to be rescued, chances are um. there's another kid who also feels the same way. And maybe it's also important for your kid to have that friend that is also maybe simpatico with them, Mm -hmm. that has the same mindset where you sort of say to each other, you know, if 
my mom's going to get me or your mom's going to get like I'm out too. like yeah. just say I'm sleeping at your house tonight and like I have to leave with you mm-hmm. um, because I do think that's a little empowering too. like kids should know how to save each other mm-hmm. not just stand up for each other but also know when like your friend also needs to wants to go or whatever it is um, one of the questions he asked in this article which I thought was really interesting was if they're not where they're supposed to be shouldn't there be consequences Hmm. Like out of everything, isn't that the worst? And he wrote, let's be honest, a kid in fear of punishment is a lot less likely to reach out for help mm-hmm. when the world mm-hmm. comes at them. Yeah. Admitting that they're in over their heads is a big life lesson all by itself. But don't get caught up in all the details. This isn't a one size fits all scheme. Every parent, every kid, every situation is unique. What might look like in your family could be different from mine. That's okay. Just use some form of our X plan in your home. If you honor it, your kids will thank you for it. You will never know when something so simple could be different than your kid laughing with you at the dinner table or spending six months in a recovery center or, God forbid, something far worse. And it's interesting. And it does say, you know, this also keeps conversation going. So you're not going to grill your kid when they get home. You're not going to question them. But inevitably, as things always do, it does start to come out. Yeah, I mean, it it absolutely happened with us. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, you know, the whole idea of a punishment, I think the reward is so much better than the punishment the reward mm-hmm. of wow you made a really mature decision yep. you know you made mm-hmm. a decision to do this you got yourself out of an uncomfortable situation and that's a lesson that's going to stay with you you know in the future you you have to figure out are there consequences to where i am do i need to get out of here and being able to take the step and turn to your parents and say i need help should just be so praised and so rewarded as opposed to punished in my opinion it's like the opposite of fomo Right. Right. Like (laughs) this is why kids get into these situations a lot of times. It's just because you don't want to be left out. You don't want to be the one watching everything on Instagram. So you feel like you have to go or you're going to miss something. And then when you're there, you realize you're missing nothing. Right. It's whatever (laughs) it is. It's whatever. (laughs) Like it's boring. It's become silly. And like, you know, best case scenario. Right. It was like it actually was fun. But most likely, like it's going to get boring. It's there's going to be drama. Maybe that's your typical teen stuff. But. I do think like 70% of the time, at least things take a turn mm-hmm. when you, especially if alcohol is involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have kids have that way out is just, it's everything. So I don't know. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's our X plan. It's a good thing. I've never even done this with my kids. My kids don't go out yet. <laughs> yeah. My, I mean, my son will go to like an occasional concert or something with friends, but he's you know, they're still not quite at that age yet where they're going to parties. He, right. Like he was invited to a sweet 16. That that's that's it. That's going to be like a parentally, you know, attended party. Right. Super supervised. Thank you. So, yeah, we're not quite there yet, but My it, kids it'll happen soon. So many friends who go to parties every weekend. They're called at freeze. F- and they're 14. Oh, yeah. The high school parties that are called freeze. That's what my daughter freeze? tells me. It's freeze because the house is open. Oh. And it's basically Whose a house? private school kids. This is what I hear from my public school daughter. This is where the it's, trouble happens. It's usually private school kids. Their parents are away like every weekend um, or mm-hmm. not just the weekend. And their houses are open. It's, a lot of times it's in Brooklyn because a lot of the kids have big houses and brownstones. Mm-hmm. And they're called free because they're open to everyone that's like and it's like people just yeah people just invite other people and it word spreads and it's that's where it and they're every weekend so i had that once so i was a private school kid thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) and i had a party once when my mother was away 
There's two things that happened. One is somebody broke her favorite lamp, Mm. which my younger sister took the blame for. I mean, I somehow convinced or threatened her to take the blame for. Because you let her come to the party. She was probably so thrilled. (laughs) And like, I think five years ago, she finally told my mother and it was like, what? (gasps) Uh, (laughs) And then the doorman totally ratted us out. I mean, like, why did we not think that the doorman would... Never understand the kids who have them with doormen. I never understood that. It never occurred to me that the doorman, you know, I'm like, send them up, send them up. Yeah, sure, send them up. and then, of course, the doorman is going to yeah. tell my mother as soon he as she gets He knows who's home. tipping him I at Christmas. I was so grounded. So we had parties every weekend when I was growing up in high school. One of my friends, um, her parents were away every weekend. And she had an older sister who was three years older. So, hello. Like, <laughs> of course, there were going to be parties every weekend. They lived in a big brownstone. And it was every weekend. Every mm-hmm. weekend. That's there was insane. party How did they house. clean that house every weekend? To we get just it, like, did it the next day. We oh just well, collected ashtrays and my, bottle caps and tons of bottles. And My little sisters admitted to my parents years, like probably decades later, that they had had a huge party one weekend when everybody was gone. I was already in college and my parents were gone for the weekend. And my mother was so thrilled that they had cleaned up so well that she didn't know. Like, they didn't even care. They were like, thank you for cleaning up so well. It looks so much better than when we left. <laughs> It is. It is definitely interesting how I don't know. It's just I think it's different now. How kids feel like they can get away with stuff, <laughs> but they did. I mean, yeah, my friend just. I mean, I shouldn't say her name. I'm not like her mom's listening, but I will tell you one <laughs> awful story. This is so off the tangent of the X plan. It's like the opposite of the X plan was that her mom's. So they had this really beautiful backyard, and her mom went out for breakfast, like you know, during the week after the one of the parties during the weekend. And there was a condom stuck to the table because someone had thrown it out the window. Uh, (laughs) It landed on the table. uh, Our producer shaking his head. I know. And let me tell you, (laughs) not only did she, her mom like totally knew who it was, which was the funniest part, but that friend of mine who's condom it was um uh, years later on facebook was totally going off on one of her stepkids for having a party while they were oh away no. and i was like i wrote did you find it she was like all right i deserved it it was so funny but anyway yeah nobody wanted an ex-plan back then everyone was thrilled to be there on that but, um, note <laughs> on that note of how much worse things were in the 80s um <laughs> and yet no one will ever know because there was no internet and thank god there was no facebook um but yeah, on that note, do an ex. I'm gonna totally do this with my kids, Me even too. though they're not going to parties yet. Yeah. It's probably better oh, to do it should. before they go yeah. than than after. Yep. Um, and do an ex plan for your kids. I want to hear about it. But we'll link to this article on our Facebook page and on our uh, on parentingbites.com so everyone can check it out if you haven't already because it definitely made the rounds. Mm-hmm. I think it's brilliant. Um, and we'll be right back with our bites of the week. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We are back with our Bites of the Week. Amy, are you ready? (laughs) I am ready. So um, Facebook got a lot of flack in the election. Um, because they they didn't stop the spread of um, fake news. And at first, Mark Zuckerberg's reaction was like, well, we're not a media company. It's not our responsibility. But he's changed his tune on that. And he's actually put action behind the change of tune. Um, for example, they made it very easy to report something as fake news. And they have impartial uh, sites they're working with that will check it. 
And uh, recently they rolled out something called Town Hall, which is supposed to help people get more involved civically. And they've made it super easy. I mean, there are lots of places where you can look up your um, your representatives. But if you look it up on Facebook, you go to facebook.com slash town hall. And you put in your address, and it shows you all of your representatives all the way from local to national. And you can follow them on Facebook very easily. Just be careful, because oh. if you hit the follow all button, you'll be following Pence and Trump, too. Mm-hmm. And you might not want to do that. Or may- maybe you do. Um, and then the really cool thing is, if you comment on or like a post by one of your representatives, after you do that, you're given a prompt to contact them. And they give you different ways to contact them, through messenger, by phone, by email. And then if you take that action, they give you the option to share it with your friends, to let them know that that you did that. So they're making it all very, very easy. And... The other cool thing is they've been they've had national reminders for elections for a while now, and their studies have shown that it has actually gotten more people to vote. So now they're rolling them out for statewide, county, and municipal elections. And the municipal ones are for, for places that have more than 10,000 people. And so you'll get a reminder if you have a local election. It's so important. Because yeah. I have to tell you, because I, I, I'm close to my city councilwoman who I adore and um, I who am very involved politically did not realize what was going on in Albany in terms of these breakaway Democrats who are voting with the Republicans all the time and one of them is my um, Democratic I think she's the assemblywoman who was just elected and it's horrendous what they're doing in Albany and what they're blocking so we think we live in this little blue bubble Mm -hmm. and we do not and um, it's funny because I was just about to embark on basically a big old email campaign, a Facebook campaign for all of my other New York City friends to say, you got to get on these people to yeah. let them know this is and not okay. And we know now how important it is, right? We saw yeah. this just recently with the um, Health Care Act and how important it is. Those phone calls, those mm-hmm. contacts, letting them know really, really matters. They it do matters. make an impact. Yeah. But I think everyone yeah. is so focused on federal that mm-hmm. locals yeah, are that getting... You forget about local. Yeah, that's local why, government's getting yeah. away with murder. That's why it's yeah. great that this gives you all of the people yes. right down the line, right from local. And um, even though it gives you the option to call if if the office of the person hasn't put a phone number into their Facebook info, that's not in there yet, but they're working on connecting it with other sites so that it'll fill that stuff in automatically. So even if the representative's uh-huh. trying to hide, yeah. <laughs> you'll still have when their they number. try when they don't let you leave a voicemail or yeah. they don't so give gross. a phone number. It's, it's like so really? gross. you pay their salary. Yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, yeah. So right. so I just cool. think that it's it's really really great that he's cool. actually taking action and making it easy. And it's it's nonpartisan. It's just right. to get no, you more whoever is your right. person. Right. All right. That's awesome. Awesome. I'll try it, Andrea. Okay. So I'm going. Um, we've, I've been talking about lights and smart home stuff <laughs> for, for a couple now. of weeks now. It's like my life. Um, but, you know, I always talk about how difficult it is for people who don't really understand technology or who don't want to put a bridge connected to their router and, how, and, and, and the fact that Wi-Fi protocols don't all talk to each other. Nobody knows how to do it. Right. Nobody stuff. knows how to do that. But a lot of people understand Bluetooth, right? That's mm-hmm. how you listen to your headphones. That's how you listen to your speaker across the room. So another light uh, that I've been using that I want to talk about is a company called Singled. S-E-N-G-L-E-D. Never I think I'm saying it right. Singled. So I first had a Singled Pulse bulb, actually two of them, uh, in my house before we moved. 
And they're LED lights. They give off a beautiful light, and they play music. They have built-in JBL speakers, and mm. they play music. So from my in app, the light, from so from my app, I can control the light bulb, and from my phone, I can play my Pandora or my Spotify through the light bulb in the kitchen ceiling. That's hmm. what I used to do. People used to walk into my kitchen and go, "That's cool." Where's your speaker? I don't see it anywhere. So the wires that we had run from the living room to the dining right. room are now completely obsolete. I'm Correct. so glad we right. spent that money. All you need is the singlet pulse bulbs. Now you can get more than one. They pair and they'll be stereo, or you so can they get change the, color to the beat. The pulse. No, they don't change color. <laughs> Unlike my hue bulbs, they don't change color. Or you can just get one. It's the pulse solo. But that's not not even my gadget of the week. So now. Because I'm all smart home thing in my new place, you can put one of these light bulbs in. It doesn't have the speaker enabled yet, but if you want to be able to put your lights on a schedule, have the energy saving LED light, put it on a schedule where at three o'clock every day it turns on before you come home, or connect it to you, to us as a smart device without actually having a hub. Senglid makes a bulb called the Element. So you put it in your hi hat. You screw it in, you enable it in your Alexa app, Mm -hmm. and you walk in and you say, Alexa, turn on the overhead kitchen light, and your light will go on. So it's, you know, I talk a lot about connecting all of these things. It's a really easy way for someone to get started with a smart home, make it a little bit easier, see if they like it, see how it works, and then you can add in the speaker and everything else. I mean, without having to install anything, you're just twisting a light bulb. You're just twisting in a light bulb. You are literally screwing in the light bulb and downloading an app and connecting it via Bluetooth. And if you can do that... You can make this work. I'm really thinking about all of the wiring that we had done in our oh, house when all we that's obsolete. Yeah. Oh yeah, just the giant remote, <laughs> everything. Yeah. That controlled everything, and yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Accessibility. All right. So I think I have talked about the Strategist before, which is this section of New York Magazine mm-hmm. that New York Magazine launched last year, which I'm like obsessed about. And obviously Facebook knows I'm obsessed because now like half my feed is just strategist articles from like the last year. Um, But this one I really loved and I thought of you, Amy, but it's the owners of 4 and 20 Blackbirds, which is this amazing Brooklyn bakery that's really about pies. It's all pies. It's two sisters. Um, And it's their favorite baking gadget. It is the Best list you've ever seen. I'm gonna have to go down the Better list and say Amy's have it, have Christmas it, need it, have it, have it, yes. need it. But it's from everything from like the best hand pastry blender grippy. That thing. actually looks like the one that I have. It's it's because it's, it's not it's rigid, right? Yeah, yeah. The OXO one. Yep. No, it's not OXO, but oh, it's no, the same, same idea. Oxo. Is that how you say it? I always thought it was OXO. It's OXO, I think. Oh. I always say OXO. Yeah, it's um. So they were like, it's forever. I mean, from everything, from like the um, the rolling pin that they say is the rolling pin oh, that you have to have. This is going to be dangerous. Oh, I know. Oh. This thing called, which I've never heard of, Angostura bitters. Never heard, heard of, of them. It's okay. So they're like, it's from Trinidad and Tobago. It's their secret ingredient, which I couldn't believe they were putting their secret ingredient on. But it is um, they, it's traditionally used for cocktails, and it has oh, a f- that's where I've heard of. I was flavor just profile. That. They said akin to allspice, oh. and you add a few drops to any fruit pie, and they're like mm. it heightens the huh. flavor of the fruit um, or anything that needs a little spice. So I said like apple, pumpkin, pecan. So like it's just, it's their secret 
umami thing. flavor. But it goes all Do the way down. Do they have a jar opener? Because you remember no. how they used to have those plastic things that yes. like the manicurists the grill also has a better one. Uh, I but OXO has I one that, OXO that one is like it has a the grip. Turn, and yeah, it doesn't work. I want one of those rubbery yeah. plastic things that you just. Oh, grab I have the one jar. of those too. But yeah. I eat, but the OXO one usually. But they stopped making that other one. I can't find it anywhere. Oh, no. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it. They, they, have, that, they have the best cherry pitter. Um, the you best know, apple You know where peeler. you can get that stuff? You can get it. You know the, how the, at, at like Bed Bath and Beyond they have the giant wall of kitchen stuff. That's where they have the gripper. That's where I bought mine. Amazon definitely. And then so ceramic pie weight. Silicone brush. I'm telling you, the best bowl. Like this list. So Amy's is, gonna go broke on Amy's this. Amy's gonna. Yeah. Amy, yeah, is gonna lose it. But it is. I literally was just like, I'm the worst with the strategy. Like, buy, <laughs> buy, and everyone is because half the time the things that are listed on the strategist are sold out within like uh, an hour of wow. them posting. Um, but anyway, you I, don't we will understand. link to this list because this list is the best. You do not understand what a binge I've been on lately because I have now watched. All three seasons of the Great British British Baking oh. Show that are available on Netflix. There are four other seasons that I'm I'm trying to access by PBS. tricking. You can't get them on PBS.com. No, you, no, no. Oh. They they've only got the three. Um, That's annoying. What so, about BBC? Well, you have to trick your computer into thinking that it's in oh. England. So I'm yeah. I'm going to have to do that. But I like watching them on TV. There's a BBC Ask Alexa. Ah, uh, I'll check. Do it for me. Figure it out. Figure okay. it out so I can watch there those other four BBC seasons. App. But um. So I've, I've, I've watched now all three seasons three times, and I have ordered so many different molds <laughs> and like little, like to make little petty fours and like all this so stuff. so much of that stuff from when I used to bake oh all the time. I should just give it all to you. Oh my God. I've, it's it's gonna bring so that to you. sad. I have been making like all of the beautiful things that they make. It's That Napoleon you made the other day was awesome. We should put a picture of it. That puff pastry. I made, yeah, I made puff pastry. I, I'm sorry. If they can like turn <laughs> out all of these insane desserts in two and a half hours on the show and they're making their own puff pastry I can make my own puff pastry when I have the entire weekend right. to make the dessert so yeah this know. is going to be I bad buy puff pastry but all right so anyway <laughs> that's my list yeah Amy's gonna go crazy it's it's like my favorite thing it's really bad I have to stop clicking on everything because it just fe- <laughs> it just keeps feeding me more and more because it knows that I have a problem. Anyway, that is our show for today. Uh, we will have links to everything we talked about on Facebook.com slash Parenting Bites and on ParentingBites.com. You can find us on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe, share. Um, actually, I think we're done. I think last month was the tripod hashtag where you were posting p- podcasts and sharing them with people and then using that hashtag. And I think that was just the month of March, so it's over. But why not? Just try it. <laughs> See if it works. Um, and find us on Play.it where you can find Parenting Bites and all the CPS podcasts. Till next week. Happy parenting. Happy parenting.